Snickle Meet and Greet. Today, we have a special guest, Juana Gallegos. She is a current Master of Nursing student, and she will share her story with us. Thank you, Juana, for joining us today. Thank you, Alexa. I'm happy to be here. We're excited to uh, hear more about you and your story. Could you share with us why you chose to become a nurse? Uh, yes, um, it's been, uh, it started when I was a child. Um, basically, I've always been my grandma's translator and uh, I noticed the need for um, having uh, people who speak a different language um, in healthcare. And I noticed that there was nobody like me and we grew up in California. So that's saying something because <laughs> California, yeah. there's a lot of Hispanic, um, you know, it's a large Hispanic population, but yet I wouldn't see nurses that look like me. So I wanted to be able to help people. Um, like my grandma, who didn't know and understand English in a way that made them feel comfortable in the healthcare setting. So that's why I, that was my, that was my inspiration to join nursing. What a noble reason. And why did you choose to pursue a master of nursing degree? I chose to pursue masters of nursing because just like I didn't see people like me in nursing when I was younger, I didn't see people like me in nursing schools. Like when I went to nursing school, there was three um, people of color in a cohort of 50. Um, so I, I wanted to be an inspiration for students um, that, you know, are people of color to, to join nursing, to pursue degrees. People of color make less than 10% of the nursing workforce. And I wanted to teach. Um, so I think that being able to reach students at a level where they are comfortable, um, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of barriers for students is um, getting to nursing school or being in nursing school and not making it through their program. So I think if, um, if I was there to help and help them with any barriers they might have or share my experience with them of, you know, how I overcame that 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 could help them make it through and hopefully join the workforce and become leaders. Could you share with us um, an obstacle or, or a challenge that you came across during your nursing career? Uh, yes. So um, uh, basically, um, one I can think of is um, I was my culture. Um, my I remember my mom telling me when I was telling her I was in nursing school, I was already a mom of two little girls. And she told me that my, um, that I needed to stay home and take care of the kids. My time to go to school was over. And I said, no, I, I'm going to go to school because I'm doing this for my kids. Um, you never know what may happen. And I want to make sure that they're well off and that I always have, you know, a reliable profession that I enjoy. Um, and the other thing is I, being a mom, I, I had to, you know, be a full-time mom, be a full-time student. And I, I drove, everybody thinks I'm crazy when they hear, um, basically my drive time every day was between three to three and a half hours daily commute <gasps> because I would drive from Tacoma to Kirkland. My school was in Kirkland and drive back. So in the, in rush hour traffic, yes, uh, it would take me two hours to get to school. And then in the afternoon, depending on what time we got out, it would take me an hour, an hour and a half to come back. Um, so, um, that was a five, five days a week thing for two to three years. Um, so, um, and taking care of kids and doing homework as all people know in nursing, nursing isn't an easy thing when you have classwork due and papers and clinicals. So those were a bit of my struggles and that's a lot of struggles that BIPOC community face. They have to work and some of them have kids. And, um, 
I, I just want them to know that it's still possible. Yes, th that was a lot of juggling and very admirable too. Could you share with us what you are doing in your practicum in your master of nursing program? Yes. So I, um, I've already done my practicum. Um, they kind of um, took into consideration. They were grateful enough to take into consideration that um, uh, and move things around for me um, because I was pregnant and I had a baby. So I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it um, when they want, when I was supposed to be scheduled to do it, if that makes sense. So I did it, I did it, uh, I did it a year and a half ago, I believe. Yes, a year and a half ago. And I basically um, taught alongside Dr. Evans Agnew. Um, he had two courses. Um, there was three of us. There was three um, masters of nursing students in education uh, that were helping him along with um, the two healthcare courses that he taught um, to students. And we would help um, with discussion boards. We would help uh, with um, the presenting of the material. Um, we organized um, the the vaccine task force at the, you know, at the college when the coronavirus was at the height of, you know, trying to get everyone vaccinated and so forth. Um, so um, that's what I did. What great experience. And, um, and I'm sure that also inspired you to teach too, after you complete the program. Uh, yes. So that's what got my toes wet um, into uh, teaching. And I realized that I was first, how do you say, intimidated because that's when everybody was doing remote and I had never just fully <laughs> done remote work. Um, so that was intimidating. But once um, I got into it and Dr. Evan Zagnew was very, um, he's a very, um, the word is um, safe person and you'd tell him your struggles and things like that. He's like, hey, you know, it acknowledges the issues and and helps you along or um, guides you in a way that you can, you know, overcome them. So I appreciated that. I didn't feel like I was just tossed into something and I had to figure it out myself. Um, so I appreciated that. And I liked teaching. I liked um, being able to um, share my knowledge and my experiences and um, in the in that setting. So I I I definitely pursued it after that. So related to that, um, apart from teaching, what are your other goals after completing the Master of Nursing program? Um, so my goals um, since, you know, this has started uh, is like I've um, kind of alluded to is um, increasing diversity within nursing. Um, there is such a severe need for nurses in general. <laughs> but I think the, ner the, the, the need is more dire when it comes to um, diversity in nursing. Um, it feels completely different. Um, and I know from speaking to my grandparents, I know to speaking to my patients, um, when somebody from your culture is there with you and they understand what you're trying to explain, and it's just like a, a, a familiar hand that's helping you through a very complicated process. Healthcare is not easy in any way, shape or form. And, um, and when you need it, it's probably very stressful. And it becomes more stressful when you want to ask questions and you don't you know the language or people don't understand what you're trying to say because they're not from that culture. So um, increasing nursing um, diversity is one of my um, career goals. And um, we're currently working alongside um, me and another student from the UW um, Masters of Nursing program are working alongside the, the WSNA um, to increase uh, nursing diversity. And we're holding a um, 
our first and like a first BIPOC conference coming April 1st um, for nurse leaders. Um, and our goal, our overall goal is to not only increase nursing diversity, but is to increase this conference. So next year we want to involve students next, and then we want to make sure it's a lot bigger um, because we're only as strong as, you know, our members. So we hope to add more members. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is so exciting. Thank you. And when is this conference going to be held? Um, it's April 1st. Um, it's April 1st and it's going to be a Saturday afternoon. And it's basically, um, we're trying to do things a little differently. Um, we're trying to um, do things um, not according to the, um, basically, um, I don't know what the word is, sorry, it's not at the tip of my tongue, but basically it's a, it's a informal conference where we want people to feel comfortable with, you know, speaking about the issues. And it's not just about having an agenda and it's not just about, okay, this is what we're gonna do. It's about people being able to feel comfortable enough to share these difficult experiences because um, there are several studies out there that show that, you know, people of color face um, a hard time in healthcare. There's microaggressions, there's uh, failed opportunities for making leadership positions because, you know, they're, they're, um, they're passed for, you know, other constituents, even though they're just as qualified or if not, you know, more qualified and things like that. So setting an atmosphere where people feel comfortable sharing that, um, uh, that and how we can address those issues. We're, we're not, we're trying to be different in that aspect where we're not, um, we're going against the typical Americanized Caucasian way of white, Euro-centered, that's what I mean, Euro-centered mm -hmm. way of doing conferences. So um, this is the very first BIPOC conference that you are organizing. And you said it, it is going to be small, limited to which population? And then you said you wanted to expand the following year and open it up? Correct. So um, our goal is to start with nursing leaders. And that's from various, you know, from education, from, you know, hospitals and uh, institutions um, that just are, are healthcare in general, nurses in those positions. Um, so we're going to start off with 30 um, attendees. And it's just so we can get the word across um, and have people helping us make this a bigger thing, because obviously we're trying to reach people in Eastern Washington as well. Um, so after after this conference, our goal is to include students for next year, and it's to to make it a whole lot bigger than just um, than just thirty, um, you know, leadership. We want to include people from all walks of nursing. What a fantastic idea! What are you doing now? Could you share with us briefly? So right now, um, I'm what is it? educationally, I'm I'm wrapping up my my master's of nursing degree. I graduate this winter quarter, and I'm also working on, like I said, alongside another student and the WSNA to get this um, BIPOC event um, by April first. And I'm also working with the QSNA um, as the as the winner for that award. I am working alongside the QSNA um, committee to um, further develop my idea uh, for patients living with dementia. Um, so there's a lot of uh, moving parts to everything right now. I just wanted to share that um, because our audience uh, does not know that you received the prestigious Queen Sylvia Nursing Award. And if they want to find out more information, they can read our next 
upcoming newsletter, the spring newsletter. And uh, you also had mentioned that you have your, you run your own nursing home. Could you just share some information about that too? Um, yes. So I, um, I own an adult family home. It's in uh, Vancouver, closer to Portland. Um, and uh, I, I've been, I've owned that for a year and a half. Um, and it, that's where I got my inspiration to, um, uh, for this idea for the um, Queen Sylvia Nursing Award. It's um, because I, I, my pa patients are primarily patients that are living with dementia. Um, so that's what I do as well. And Apart from that, I guess if we're if all the things I do, I also am a full time instructor um, with Green River for students um, in the in their LPN program. You are quite busy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what makes UW Tacoma's Master of Nursing program unique? So what makes it unique is um, I love their uh, ability to do hybrid. Um, as people who, you know, have to work, um, you know, like me and, and are working individuals being able to meet once, you know, once every other week with students um, is a great way to, um, to be able to get to meet other individuals who are also in similar career paths and, you know, other leaders and what is it called um, uh, network, but it's also a way for you to continue working and to manage, you know, as your life as a as a family member, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a, a business owner, and um, education is just another, you know, another um, part of my life, too. So they made it easy to be able to juggle all those things. And what do you recommend to students who are interested in studying the Master of Nursing program and pursuing a career in nursing? Um, I recommend that if it's something you want to do, um, do it. I think a lot of people when they start um, the nursing program, program they're a little hesitant because they don't know the amount of work and some of them have you know been um, bedside nursing for a long time so some of them have taken a long break from education and they get kind of intimidated saying well I haven't had to write a paper in so long or I forgot you know um, reading articles and so forth and doing research but at the end of the day once they get started and they realize that this is something that they're capable of doing, just like they did nursing school, they feel confident and they continue on their course. Um, so I, I, I would recommend doing it if it's in the back of your mind and it's a passion, I would recommend doing it. It's opened so many doors for me. I love nursing, but I love teaching more. <laughs> so um, I like the fact that I can do both now. Before, obviously with a bachelor's degree, I was limited. and But now with a master's of nursing, I can teach and I can choose what programs I want to teach at. I can, you know, build curriculum because that's, I was taught how to, you know, it was part of the program on how to build curriculum and how to, how to grade fairly and how to, um, how to do different modes of teaching and, and things like that and how to, you know, meet the student where they're at. So um, I can incorporate all those teachings into what I do. Um, so I would say go for it. Thank you, Juana, so much for sharing your story with us. And you really are an inspiration. And I'm really excited to um, find out about your next projects. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm excited, too. And I hope that, you know, people that are listening out there um, and, you know, that are consider themselves BIPOC, you know, tune into what we're working with and are able to potentially make that meeting, um, that conference April 1st. And, and if not, then help us, you know, make it bigger. So next year um, we have students and people from all over the state of Washington joining us. 
and hopefully also we can see how you know um, when I go to Sweden how that turns out and um, how we can further research um, sorry further um, advance uh, healthcare for people living with dementia yes we will do that thank you bye thank you